So, true story, in 2002, at the age of 33, I had a stroke. You know that joke about don't give yourself an aneurysm? Well, I did. I was working at the time at what I thought was my dream job. I was a student advisor at a university, and I had also found an agent for the first time in my life for my fiction. So, on paper, my life looked, if not perfect, then perfectly suited to me. And in a matter of months, it turned into hell. It all got pulled out from under me. On a Sunday night, I was out with some friends. I think we were at a bar or a restaurant and then a club. And anyway, I, I do remember hearing kind of a pop in my jaw, like a TMJ thing, you know, like your jaw just kind of popping weird. Um, and soon after that, my contact lens and my left eye just really started to torture me. So, you know, I told everybody, I, I got to go home and get these contact lens out of my eye. It's Sunday night anyway. I'm working tomorrow. So um, I went home and uh, woke up the next morning partially paralyzed. The entire left side of my face was sort of melted or frozen. Um, and the reason why my contact lens had been bothering me apparently the night before is because my eye could no longer blink. Um, so the paralysis extended down my neck and into my shoulder and kind of partially affected the fingers on my left hand. So um, I had to wear a patch over my eye and I sounded drunk when I spoke, and, you know, I was missing tons of work. Um, when it first happened that Monday morning, and I called in sick, um, and this is part of the reason why this job turned out to be hell, uh, my boss didn't believe me. He thought that I was calling in hungover, and um, insisted that I come by and prove that my face was paralyzed. So I left the emergency room after being there for most of the day and, and having doctors see me, and I went by my office um, and very angrily pointed at my melted face and said, see? <laughs> so um, needless to say, I just wanted to go home and crawl under the covers, you know, and I started missing a lot of work uh, because of this, and um, I eventually did lose my job over it, and I became kind of a shut-in there for a while. So my name is Slade Robertson. For over 10 years now, I've been a professional intuitive counselor and the author of the blog Shift Your Spirits, where I try to write about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than the leading new age blather. And I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. And today, I want to introduce you to my new podcast and tell you a little bit about the origin story for Shift Your Spirits, how all this got started, and where I hope to take it in the near future. So after 10 years writing for you every week, I want to do something new. Most of my job revolves around talking to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. I do intuitive readings. Um, I go on other people's podcasts. 
I do interviews with other intuitives to see if um, we can work together on my mentoring program. And I coach people to do what I do. So, you know, everything I do is talking. So why not, you know, record some of it and um, let everyone hear uh, all the good talking stuff. So back to the story. It took me about nine months, maybe 10 months to recover most of my speech, like to get, I would say, maybe to about 90% recovered. And one of the things that the speech therapist advised me was to sing and to recite poetry because it does sort of use a different part of your brain and it also helps exercise those muscles and and rewire them as the nerves are coming back online to the the cheeks and the tongue and the lips and everything. So what ended up happening is I started to listen to a lot of rap and I would actually stand in the mirror for long periods of time and um, try to sing and enunciate the rap that I was listening to. And I credit Missy Elliott with being my speech therapist and a big reason why I recovered so much of the speech that I did. So, hey, Missy. Thanks, girl. Um, I also, you know, started to pray a lot. I was shut in in my home by myself all the time, talking to the cat, talking to the walls and, you know, talking to my guides. Um, I was really haunted in that house for those nine months. And, you know, there's that joke about doing what the voices in your head tell you to do. Well, I really did start to hear my guides speaking back to me. Um, and this this conversation, this dialogue started up and I really got to the point where I had nothing left to do but to trust them. And I said, you know what? I don't know what to do with myself at this point. You tell me what to do and um, I'll do it. I did manage to get another job during this period. It was working for a guy who ran an online company. And so there were really just one or two people working in this sort of warehouse space. And they were doing a lot of fulfillment for his online store. So it was pulling merchandise and packing it up like a mini three-person Amazon kind of scenario. And I also ended up losing that job. Um the guy was a little shady. Uh, I worked there for close to two months during the end of the year, and I was promised to be paid for all that time that I'd been working on Christmas Eve. Uh, he wanted to get a lot of his uh, Christmas sales and merchandise in to pay the few of us who were employees. So uh, Christmas Eve came, and of course I wanted to go out of town and go home and visit my family and I went by to pick up my check or my money from him and I found the warehouse locked and it took 
several frustrating weeks to even get him to call me back and communicate with me. Long story short, he had no money to pay me. He never did pay me. Um, and that whole experience actually was a big eye-opener for me. Um, I saw for the first time how someone with a relatively small operation could run something online that looked like a big, full-fledged business enterprise. And I do think that something clicked for me. And so I look back on that as a good thing that occurred, even though I'm still mad about the money that he owes me. Um, what it did do was it made me mad as hell. And I came home uh, from the holidays, not having gotten paid for all that work that I did. And I thought, you know, I could do what he's doing. Actually, I could do something better than what he's doing because I wouldn't deal with all this physical merchandise and stuff. I would just you know, deal with writing content and possibly publishing, which is what I always wanted to do. So I took what was literally my last 35 bucks in my checking account and I registered my own domain and I decided I'm going to figure out how to do this online publishing thing. Remember, this is 2003. So it took me a few years. I taught myself HTML CSS, PHP. I literally just stayed in my house 24-7 learning to code. And at the time, I was also still working with this agent on my fiction. And he had been talking to me about my platform as an author. And we were trying to come up with some type of nonfiction part of what I did to uh, create an opportunity for me to teach and to possibly write a column, um, to do something that was in, in coordination with the fiction. Um, so he'd read all of my fictional stories and he was like, you know, there's a theme. All writers have a story that they kind of keep telling over and over again and you definitely have one. And I was like, really? Okay, well, what is it? And he said... All your characters are Joan of Arc. They all have the ability to hear these voices or they have some kind of psychic ability and they're socially outcast for it or they're persecuted in some way. So what's all that about, he asked me. And, you know, so I told him. He was the first person that I told. What I had never really mentioned to anyone else in my life up to that point because I was afraid people would think I was insane. I told him that I hear voices, that I hear spirits around me, and I communicate with them. So while he was trying to find me a column where I could write some of this nonfiction stuff because he did see a bridge between the paranormal elements in my fiction that I was writing about and this real thing that was happening to me, um, but of course I had discovered this thing called blogging, which was a new kind of website and I was experimenting with it. I was teaching other people how to blog. That was really sort of starting to become an income stream or a job for me at the time with all the skills that I'd learned around self-publishing. So I decided, you know, I'm just going to make a blog. I was 
doing it for all these other people, you know, these businesses that were hiring me to develop email marketing programs for them and blogs. And I was teaching them how to use it. I was setting everything up and they just really never seemed to do as much with it as I knew that they could. And it was frustrating to me that I was going to all this effort to build these beautiful little scenarios online for them to market themselves and to put themselves out there and they just didn't do anything with it. So I started to become a little insecure that maybe I didn't know what I was talking about. Maybe, you know, I was wrong about my strategies for um, developing online content and marketing it and getting people to pay attention to it. So as an experiment, I thought, well, I'll take these articles that I've been writing for my agent about my paranormal experiences, my experiences as a child growing up, um, seeing and hearing things, and just all the stuff that I was writing about the guides. I thought, I'll just do an experiment and create a blog with that stuff because there's nothing further from business-like than a blog about paranormal experiences. And um, I just wanted to see if I went through the motions of pretending that I was my own client and I built the blog and I did it as frequently as I was supposed to and I did the email capture form and I had a subscriber incentive, all the stuff that you're supposed to do online to um, build an audience. Um, what if I just do it and just see if it works as well as... I think it's going to. And I actually didn't think it would work. I kind of part of me was still very much in the closet about all this and very shy about anyone knowing about it or hearing it. So I sort of tucked it away under a subdomain on my um, web presence. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to stick this here and maybe I'll get a, enough of a trickle of interest that it'll it'll give me the data to sort of see if this works. And the name for the blog, Shift Your Spirits, really came to me fully formed. It was one of those things that my guide said, here's the name of your blog. And I thought, okay, that's, that's cool. That works. And so I slapped that name on it. And it wasn't even like shiftyourspirits.com. It was just my own, one of my business domains with this weird little folder tucked off to the side where no one would see it. And... Um, so this other weird thing happened around that same time. I started finding these books left in strange places, okay? So I remember one time going out to my car in the middle of the night because I would go grocery shopping um, at like 2 o'clock in the morning so that I wouldn't have to see and encounter a lot of people. I was a vanity thing for me. I was wearing this eye patch and my speech was slurred and I just didn't want anyone to see me. So I would go to Kroger in the middle of the night when there were like three people working there. And I came out to my car and found a book on my windshield. And it was called Messages from Mother Mary. And it was this little book about people who um, had seen and heard the Virgin Mary. And okay, so there's a whole Virgin Mary sighting experience that I have, which I have to tell you on another episode um, that happened around this time. But we'll, we'll come back to that. I promise you it's like one of the big stories that I want to tell. Anyway, so not long after that, 
I was living in a second story loft that had kind of a balcony outside of it. This place was almost like a prison. It was gated. It was very hard to even get into the parking lot, let alone get at any of the um, individual apartments. And so I had this balcony that you could only get to from, you know, going through my apartment. And I heard a thud one day and went outside and found a book on my balcony. Like someone had tossed it up over the railing and or dropped it from the ceiling or the roof of the building and it had just landed there and it was called Quantum Spirituality. So anyway, um, more stories later about those books and their content. But anyway, so this, this strange stuff was happening, these synchronicities. And meanwhile, I was writing this collection of articles. I had about 12, which is what I usually advised people to do when they were starting out, you know, put up about a dozen, 10 or so articles when you first start a blog and, and, and launch it with a collection. Um, and people started writing to me, like a lot of people started writing to me who had read these posts and were commenting on them or emailing me and asking me if I could do reading for them, if I could connect with their guides or tell them what their guides' names were, um, things like that. And at first I was like, I have no idea if I can do a reading for someone else, but I'll try, you know, and so I started writing these emails back to people where I would just sort of tune in and I would listen and I would get information from their guides or about their guides. And, and sometimes the people would send me a question and I would tune in and, and get an answer for it and I would send it to them. And they were these really short little email readings, but I started doing, you know, dozens of them every day. And this blog that I had put out there that I didn't really want anyone to see really um, blew up. It became the single most productive, effective, successful blog that I'd ever created for anyone. All the mechanisms that I put in place were firing and I was building this subscriber list really quickly. I think, you know, after like a month or six weeks into doing this experiment, uh, I had like 800 people following my blog and getting their new posts delivered to them in email. So I decided at that time, well, this is really cool. I'm going to offer these readings that I'm doing for people as a free incentive. If you subscribe to my blog, I'll do this quick little email reading for you. So, oh my God, like I literally put it online and took it back down the next day. I got so many people who signed up and sent me their information, sent me their questions, wanted a reading for me. It took six or seven months for me to complete all of those readings. Meanwhile, continuing to create the blog posts. And I put something else out as a free subscriber incentive, you know, something that people could just download because it never occurred to me that so many people would say yes. And anyway, fast forward, you know, nine, 10 months later, I've been doing this blog and doing all these readings. And I, at that point, had done literally hundreds of 
readings and I just realized one day um, I can do readings for people. And so I started to accept donations and then I eventually started to charge for it and I stopped being a web developer and just kind of became a full-time psychic. So I've been doing this now for almost 11 years um, at the time of this recording. So many of the posts that I've written over the years, I've read out loud as you do, you know, as you're editing them. And I always thought that so many of my posts were better read out loud or they, they made really good spoken word pieces. And I also have so many stories that I just want to tell you guys that are very daunting to try to write, like the experience with the Virgin Mary and um, just some of those kinds of things that are big whoppers that I always intend to write about. And they're, they're just too long to be posts and they're too hard to put down in words. Yet I tell these stories all the time to people that I'm friends with. And so I've always been thinking if I could just tell this story and record it like I tell it to a friend of mine, that would be cool. And that would be the way to put it out. And, you know, a lot of what I want to share with you too are other people's voices. There are so many people that I talk to all the time who are my peers who do this kind of work or do something similar but interesting. Um, and I'd love to showcase what they do. And I'd love for you to be a fly on the wall and listen to some of the conversations that we have about spirituality and paranormal experiences, etc. And, you know, I also have these friends um, and family members who have cool ghost stories. And I always think, yeah, man, I just need to like record them telling me these, these cool ghost stories. Um, and, and share those with my audience as well. So I'd like to do some interviews on this podcast. Uh, my hope would be at least a couple of times a month starting out. I'd like to have some guests on and let you guys get to know those people as well. So if you are one of the people who'd like to be a guest on this show, by all means, contact me. One of my best friends, um, Lacey, told me that she predicts that doing this podcast might actually go beyond my intentions of just simply flipping the writing into speaking. So I'm excited to see what might happen next. I certainly never intended for the last decade of my life to happen the way that it did, um, but it's been the most rewarding job that I've ever had and one that I would have never thought to do um, had I not just put it out there. So I'm putting this next phase out there, which is Shift Your Spirits in an audio format. And I hope you'll tune in with me and come along and uh, see what happens. So thanks for listening to this introductory episode. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you like to use to access podcasts. If you're new to podcasts, it's that purple button on your iPhone. Click it, search for Shift Your Spirits, and hit subscribe. 
Also, since this is a new podcast, it would really help me out if you would rate the show in iTunes and leave me a review. Share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. It would make a huge difference in my efforts here, and I would be extremely grateful. If you'd like to get a reading with me or download a free guided meditation, please go to sladeroberson.com. That's S-L-A-D-E-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, check out automaticintuition.com where you can preview the attunement portion of the course for free. And for show notes and links, visit shiftyourspirits.com. I'll talk to you later.